Hello and welcome back for another Toasted Tale with me, Jim. I'm really happy you decided to join me today around the fireside. If like me you enjoy hearing stories, then I can guarantee you've come to the right place. I think there are interesting things to learn in every subject. These facts are just waiting to be found and shared. In this podcast we're going to take a random subject and use it as a seed to do some research and in that time, I'll do my best to find a story within that hopefully you and I can find enjoyable. So let's bring in the Wheel of Fortune style spinner, give it a turn, and find out what today's subject will be. Okay, so today it's landed on the Centre for Social Justice Awards. Now, just for clarity, I'm no expert on the Centre for Social Justice, or their award ceremony they hold every year. I'm just a guy who likes finding interesting stories and learning a thing or two along the way. Now, so you don't get bored while you hear me just doing research and kind of mumbling to myself when I try and find the stories for this subject, I've actually already completed the research, and I'm really excited to share with you what I've found today. Let's get to it. Chances are that if you are listening to this today, you live in one of the 195 recognised countries in the world. And in these countries there are a number of problems that policymakers in your nation attempt to find solutions to. Now what I find interesting is that every country has its own politics, and these all fall upon a left and right spectrum, where on one side you have more social based, collective policies promoted, and on the other, a more libertarian, individualistic viewpoint is encouraged. Below these politicians you have a general public, who lend support to the people in power, who present these visions of how they want their countries to be run. Now if you live in a democratic country, you are also able to show your support to them by voting these people in, during your country's next general election. And if you're not in a democratic country, then you may be forced to grin and bear the policies enacted, unless you're feeling partial to a bit of old-school revolution. Regardless, most of us have an opinion on how the country we live in should be run, and what those in government should be doing on certain issues. I believe all our experiences we've had up to this moment in time have contributed to our worldview, and have impacted our political beliefs and understandings. This is not a political podcast, however, and I don't have any intention of making it into one. I feel the random subjects we land on can be used for a healthy discussion, and may be used to expand our understanding about the world we live in. Whichever side of the political aisle you sit on, in this podcast we will be discussing issues that may affect you and your country. Now, I don't usually ask anything of you guys except to hopefully enjoy listening to the podcast. But today, a little bit different, I have a request. And it's nothing big, but it is something I find really interesting. And that's to have a think about all the points that are mentioned later on in the podcast, and examine the opinions that come bubbling up to the surface when you hear them. What's your instinctive view on these matters? How in life did you come to hold these beliefs? And whether for a short moment you are able to take a step back out of your thoughts and maybe consider a different point of view on the matter in an unbiased way. Maybe allow yourself for just in this moment to reconsider some of your beliefs and update the opinions you have on certain matters.
You don't need to change your beliefs. But I think it's always healthy. It's like an MOT for your thought processes, you know. If you take a step back and you go, oh, well, you know, let me think about this objectively, then you may still go, well, after all that thought, that was a good experience. I'm going to go straight back into the opinion I had originally, and that's fine. Or it may change. It is very easy to become entrenched on your views on certain matters. And then to live your life, and then one day to look around and realise you don't actually believe the words that are coming out of your mouth anymore. After all, being flexible with your beliefs, having the maturity to acknowledge that you may have been incorrect in the past, and having the humility to change your opinion is absolutely badass. Now the Centre for Social Justice, or in short, CSJ, is a centre-right, British-based political think tank who partners with almost 400 grassroots charities from some of the poorest communities around Britain, with a mission to develop ambitious, evidence-based and experience-led reforms to tackle some of the most difficult social issues and root causes of poverty. Some of the social issues or areas which have broken down and the ones they want to address or find root causes for are family breakdown, educational failure, worklessness, addiction, problem debt and housing, criminal justice and modern slavery. Now all of that may sound a bit dry, but these subjects affect us all. They are little puzzle pieces in the grand scheme of the country you live in. And maybe understanding what your opinion on each of these is, and how what your government is doing on these issues affects you, really empowers you to have your voice in the grand political discussion wherever you live. So as mentioned, CSJ uh, are an independent think tank, co-founded in 2004 by Ian Duncan Smith, Tim Montgomery, Mark Florman and Philippa Stroud, and their intention is to influence government on policies they feel are important. Now, they've identified a number of areas in the country where they feel things aren't going well, and they hope to use their activities to encourage laws to be put into place so they have the potential to solve these breakdowns, which also fall in line with their political centre-right leanings. So let's take a look at some of these proposed issues and what we think about them. Firstly, family. The CSJ in 2006 first published Breakdown Britain, where they identified, quote, a country where family breakdown was widespread in our poorest areas, and the UK continues to have some of the highest levels of family breakdown anywhere in the world. If you're a poor child in the UK today, you're overwhelmingly more likely to see your parents separate and your family break apart than the middle-class child down the road." End quote. Effectively, they feel that family breakdown contributes greatly to putting families and children into poverty, and so fixing family breakdowns would be a great place to start in solving that. On their website, they also share research conducted with CSJ alongside Savanta Comrez, which found, quote, that the experience of family breakdown more than doubles the chances of being homeless by 2.3 times, doubles the likelihood of being in trouble with the police or spending time in prison two times, and almost doubles the probability of educational underachievement 1.9 times. 
End quote. The next thing they want to talk about is work and welfare. Whilst making this episode, we are still in the middle of a coronavirus pandemic, and CSJ highlights that this has really created a job crisis the world is walking into. Welfare claims have more than doubled, soaring to over 6 million, the highest level since the financial crisis, and in the last year there have been more redundancies since when records began. They also highlight that the poorest and lowest skilled are the least likely to be able to work from home, which during lockdown has become almost a necessity for most. Restoring the dignity of work as the most vital route out of poverty is at the forefront of the discussion of CSJ, and they want to make sure this is pushed forward in front of the government's eyes. Next they talk about addiction. Most of us have had some exposure to some kind of addiction in our lives, whether personally or through people we know. CSJ feel through their research that, quote, Today, more of us are vulnerable to addiction than ever before. We have over-prescription practices, drugs, culture, infiltrating social media, the growth of the dark web, aggressive gambling marketing, and conditions like anxiety being exploited by dealers in illicit medication." End quote. CSJ also feels that the treatment sector for addiction is broken, and that while, quote, recovery starts with the individual, it takes a compassionate and determined community to help to make that a reality, end quote. The government has made commitments to start tackling addictions throughout prevention and into treatment, and CSJ supports this, but with, quote, nearly 600,000 dependent drinkers, the 430,000 problem gamblers, many of them children, or the ever-increasing number of people that die from drug abuse every year, end quote, the good that could be achieved from this is amazing. The next point is education, a process that all of us have been through at some point and in some way. And it's another issue that CSJ see as an area of breakdown. They highlight that, quote, disadvantaged pupils are particularly susceptible to educational failure. On average, they are 18 months behind when they take their GCSEs, and almost two thirds do not achieve passes in English and maths GCSEs. A child in one of England's poorest areas is 10 times more likely to go to a substandard school than one in the richest areas." End quote. For children who get excluded from school, the prospects get even worse. Just, quote, 4.3% of pupils in alternative providers pass English and maths GCSEs, end quote. And according to CSJ, quote, 58% of young adults in prison were permanently excluded at school, end quote. Now, the government are undergoing extensive and widespread reforms to education, which the think tank supports, but they also warn that, quote, it is not just school-aged pupils we must support. Millions of adults, too, need help to upskill and reskill. Around 6 million are not qualified to level 2 GCSE level, and our jobs market is rapidly becoming remade by technology and the world economy." End quote. A problem, it seems, which appears equally enormous and important 
to lifting millions of people out of a difficult situation. Another problem area they highlight is criminal justice. The moment in society when individuals do the things society deems punishable by taking some action against the individual. They acknowledge that, quote, crime disproportionately affects poorer communities. But also, those who have committed crimes are also far more likely to suffer from the causes of social breakdown, such as drug abuse, poor literacy rates, and worklessness." End quote. There is light at the end of the tunnel, however. Criminal sentences, quote, whether prison or its alternatives, provide a unique opportunity to intervene in the often chaotic lives of those involved in criminal activity, end quote. They continue by saying that, quote, by creating a just society where crime rates are low and the public feels confident about their safety, community cohesion and pride in local neighbourhoods can flourish, end quote. Both support for the victims of crime and rehabilitation of those committing it, CSJ believes work hand in hand in improving the areas which are worst affected. The penultimate problem is debt and housing, an issue that thousands of people today remain caught by in its grip. More than, quote, 8 million people in the UK are estimated to be over-indebted, end quote, which is defined by the Money Advice Service as, quote, missing either debt repayments or domestic bills in any three of the past six months, end quote. There is also a surprising number of people who are blocked from using basic yet transformative financial products, for example. Quote, 1.23 million adults today are without a bank account, end quote. And without these types of support, people may be forced to engage with illegal moneylenders for financial backup, which comes with their own set of difficulties. The lack of safe, secure, and affordable homes is also on CSJ's radar, with too many homes being a burden to those who live in them, keeping them in poverty rather than helping those as a springboard would to move families into a better future, as well as being a safety net for the entire family unit. Finally, modern slavery. Something that a lot of us may wish to believe is something of the past, but is in fact a tool used by criminals to ruthlessly exploit the most vulnerable people in society. The Global Slavery Index in 2018 estimated that there could be as many as 136,000 victims in the UK. The official statistics show that there were 7,284 adults and children identified as potential victims of modern slavery in the first nine months of 2019 which is more than for the whole of 2018, which had 6,895 potential victims. The scary thing about modern slavery is that the true scale of this crime remains unknown. CSJ works alongside charities such as Justice and Care UK to keep this issue at the top of the government's agenda in order to combat this problem. They do admit, though, that it is a battle that is growing more severe, and even though there have been strides taken by the country's leadership in recent times, it is a battle that they are currently losing. Now, as well as all the areas that CSJ focuses on, they also, at its heart, are a think tank, 
that conduct research and influence government. They also network with a large number of charities in the UK and hold yearly award ceremonies where grants are awarded to organisations working in the field of poverty relief. It is, after all that then, where we meet the seed and star of today's podcast. The subject that allowed us to take a look at all of these issues, the Centre for Social Justice Awards. The four winners of the 2021 awards were the Oasis Community Centre, a beautiful and vibrant two-acre garden operating as the heart of the community, running over 30 projects and activities for all ages, needs and interests in the community. The Snowdrop Project, who provide long-term support to survivors of human trafficking and modern slavery. The MCR Pathways, a mentoring and talent development program which supports young people in or on the edges of the care system in Scotland. And 125, whose mission is to support all vulnerable women and those who engage in street sex work. The intention of these awards is to highlight these organisations and those working in these spaces. The winners are whittled down from hundreds of applicants and those numbers are brought down to 15 finalists who at this point are sent to an external panel of judges to select the winners. On top of the publicity and their profiles being raised by CSJ They are also awarded £10,000 to the charity to support their works. Getting the money to the people on the ground, the grassroots organisations, can really be helpful because they've got the hands-on knowledge to fix the problem they're trying to solve. That is why charities can often be the most knowledgeable about their subject area and also can provide, if ran properly, the greatest support for the people they're trying to help. Whilst I was doing the research for this podcast, I was quite aware while doing it that a lot of it may feel like I'm just kind of advertising the CSJ organisation, but really the story that I found most interesting wasn't the things that they thought about and ideas they were promoting, but more what they felt was broken in society and the reaction these things would have on people listening to them. So I really like understanding how and why people react to certain triggers in certain ways. And a lot of the things that were brought up in this podcast are things that people think about. If they worry, they can be used to trigger people into voting a certain way, buying certain things. If you worry about people who are out to get what you've got, or you've been divided as a society in a way so that you've got a lot of fear about people who may just be different from you, whether it's financial, societal, or ethnic, then you can be influenced. And what I really like is understanding why people think about certain things in certain ways and why people believe certain things, and whether people who are really entrenched in their views, the die-hard believers, whether they can ever change their opinion, whether opinions on matters can be adjusted, if you're left-wing, right-wing, whatever wing you are, can you adjust your beliefs? Are you willing to update your information, and sometimes put your hands up and go, okay, well, you know, 
I may have been wrong before, and my opinion on a certain matter has evolved. That's the real story here. It's your reaction when listening to this about the matters that have been brought up, and knowing that the matters that have been brought up affect people across the entire world. And what do you think about what your country, your government, or even you yourself are doing about these issues? What are the things that people with different opinions from your own say or do that really rile you up? Are there any points where you actually agree with these people? Is there a way of putting your hand across the aisle and connecting with someone who's got a different view? Maybe mending some of those battle lines that have been drawn? That's the real story and that's what I really like. Thank you so much for listening to today's Toasted Tale podcast. I I really wasn't sure what I was going to find when looking into the Centre for Social Justice Awards and whilst doing the research, you know, you, you go down a path and you hope you're going to find a story somewhere and really the subject matter wasn't the story, it was how it actually was making me feel while doing the research and I thought, oh my goodness, this is it. It's why we react to different things. And in a world where half the people may agree with you and the other half may differ, how do we all come together to build a better world for everyone? If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, then we release new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. And if you want to know when they get released, you can follow me on Twitter or Facebook. And you can do so by following my handle, which is at podcasttail. It's on those two platforms where I announce new episodes, and I also put anything interesting I find while doing the research on there as well. So that's at Podcast Tale. Follow me there for more. If you're a fan of the show and want to help us out even more, then by sharing the podcast with your loved ones, you get the message out even more. By liking it, you help the algorithms understand that the Toasted Tale podcast might be worth a listen. And sending me any comments you've got about what you're listening to is a great way for me to understand what's working and what's not. Your continued support is of course greatly appreciated. Thank you again for listening. Learning about these random subjects uh, is all the better while doing it alongside you. I hope you all have a lovely rest of day and I will speak to you all again soon for another Toasted Tale by the Fireside.